Okay, so if throughout the season we've actually brought in some live callers, we did stop it at one stage because the audio quality was absolutely fucking woeful. But um, look, being our last episode and our last show for the season, I wanted to hear these guys' thoughts and 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 get the thoughts of the season and uh, you know just just share what what they thought throughout the season and what this Arsenal team was like and what Arsenal has actually done for their their life this season because. Uh, most of us were hanging by the nuts of that Europa League final, and by the end of it, we were ready to fucking neck ourselves. So, um, Addy, how are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. Doing all right, mate. Okay, give me your thoughts of the season, mate. How did Arsenal perform? Um, you know, what would you like to see different come next season? So, um, just for first thoughts on the season. Uh, but before I start, thank you again for for this opportunity. I think uh, it's been great listening to all you guys um, this season, and, and it's been uh, wonderful to to hear from everybody, uh, uh, different Arsenal fans from across the world. Um, so yeah, th- thank you very much for for this opportunity again. No worries. Thank you. For, um, um, thank you for your support as well, Eddie. Uh, that's all right. Um, but yeah, this this season, I, I thought it was. Very painful uh, to watch. Um, see lots of ups, lots of downs, um, uh, lots of uh, false promises, uh, lots of uh, of occasions where we've showed good quality and um, good football, but then at the same time, uh, lots of occasions where it shows that we actually haven't moved forward. Um, I feel that obviously we went on a long unbeaten run um, at the start of the season. I, I was, I was, I kept saying that Emery wasn't really sure on one his best team, his best formation, and I actually thought some of the games at the start of the unbeaten run we were lucky uh, to actually to get through. Um, and as the season progressed, obviously we had injuries, key injuries to Bellerin and Holden. I think uh, Bellerin had a very good season uh, when he was uh, fit, much improved from um, from last year. I think he he had more confidence in himself, um, and I'll give Embry uh, credit for that for for giving his uh, comfort, giving him back his confidence. And similar with Holden, I thought Holden's first season with us was quality. Um, um, and what Arsene Wenger saw in him that he was actually going to be a very good young defender La, uh, not the season gone but the season before that um, I think he, he dropped off um, and I think there were questions about holding but I always thought it was quality defender and again credit to Emery this season brought that confidence back into Holden's game and uh, I think he was a very uh, big loss uh, throughout the season but um as I said, I'll, I'll, I'll go back that back to the to the main thing. I I do not feel Emery was the right person for this job, uh, and I say that because everybody was saying about Arsene Wenger not not tactical enough, not um, only plays one way, um, trust the players too much. Um, I feel that we needed a manager with a style of football that was that was going to dominate, that was going to be really infectious. Uh, at the start of the season, we started to press high, started to play out the back. But as the season went on, that all started to go, maybe because of, um, of the players that we lost. Um, but again, I feel that we lost, we didn't have an identity this season. I think we, we took on many different forms, but again, still didn't have a true identity and we didn't know how we wanted to play. Um, again, as well, we had, again, due to individual players, so I think Aubameyang and Lacazette, uh, they really carried us this season. Defensively, we were poor and that was one area that anybody could have told you for the past five, six years, defensively, we were poor and I thought that Again, Emery didn't work on that. I think it was more, again, based on attacking football. Um, and like, if you can't not concede, if you can't stop conceding goals, you'll always get punished. And obviously, we're, we're all hanging on the Champions, uh, sorry, Europa League final. From the from from the outs, we should we should have gotten into the top four. We shouldn't have we shouldn't have been in a position where we we had to win that uh, Europa League final. We had 
if, like looking at all the results, we had Brighton at home, Crystal Palace at home. Win our home games, we would have been in the top four comfortably. We lost to Crystal Palace because Emery wanted to uh, save the players for the Europa League. Um, I think it was a semi-final, or se- either semis or quarters, and and we he started Jenkinson. Um, he started uh, Mustafi. He started whether Mustafi. I don't, I don't know whether Socrates was was banned and couldn't play in that match. He started El Nene. Started Gondosi, and again we could say, oh yeah, we had Ozil, we had Aubameyang, we had Lacazette. But my my thing is that having good momentum, you continue that momentum. But then once he once he put changed the team, I thought, okay, yeah, let's change the team. That we just went wrong. We lost to. Balls away, lost to Leicester away, and it, it, if you actually look at the last few games of the season, we were actually poor. We we actually didn't have good momentum. We we actually I don't know I don't think we we won a game. We drew drew Brighton. Um, I think we struggled against Watford when even when they went down to ten men. And again, that just showed me that that I don't think tactically in 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 the season everyone was going on that. Um, that at the start of the year, Emery, Emery is very good at tactics, uh, good at substitutions. He's good at reading the game. I think he he started many games and incorrectly with the plays he chose. Um, and I, and I feel that end of the season was a true reflection of, of where we are and his management skills. Um, going into the next season, I honestly would sack Emery now and get in Allegri. I think. This is the one no, blessing in disguise. No, 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 it's no. Not a leg. <laughs> I would 100% going for a leg. Oh, um, really? Yeah, we, we, we were after him last, last year, but um, we, we didn't get him. Um, and I would go for him now. I, again, I don't feel Emery is in that top echelon. And again, now, this is the opportunity we have now. Similar to when Klopp left um, Dortmund, we had an opportunity to to get Klopp. Um, obviously, Arsenal still wanted to stay. Arsenal still had that control over over the club uh, because of um, his legacy and and just what he was doing at the club. But we missed the boat there. We could have got Klopp before Liverpool, uh, but we missed the boat there. I feel this again. It's another opportunity to do that. Yeah, look, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm hearing your frustration, and, and look, I I agree with some of your points and some of the thoughts. Obviously, top four was a definite for us. You know, Crystal Palace, we could talk about the way games, the losses throughout the seasons. Um, I look, I lo- look, and I don't disagree with you because a lot of people are are hanging Emery, you know, by the noose at the moment. This this does come down to him. These 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 games like Crystal Palace and. These couple of way wins, you know, he he has to answer f- to a few of these these losses, uh, not wins, sorry, losses. Um, I look, I, I know people like the idea of Allegri, um, and that's why I said no, 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 because my problem with Allegri is I don't think he's the manager to take Arsenal forward. Um, obviously, he would rely heavily on Aubameyang and Lacazette, like like any manager would. But for me, and as I've said to Schwinn and Tony, um, and I'll talk to them about this a bit later, but uh, 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 Bamiyang and Lacazette is where it stops for me at the Arsenal. At Arsenal, like you know, like they're the star players, they're the guns. Everyone knows that I like Granite Xhaka, but is he the is he the the gun player? No, no, he he's the. I I think he's the the dough that. You know the bit of a bit of a backbone when he plays well, but is there better better out there? Absolutely, there is. But so that is my biggest problem with Arsenal at the moment is we don't have these star players like you look at Liverpool, you look at even Man United. They're building something there, and yet they finish behind us. But they had a season from hell, and look, I'm quite happy with a stick with the manager they've got because I think next season they will have a have another season from hell. So I'm quite happy with that, but. I just be careful on Allegri. Everybody wants wants Allegri. Everybody wants a big name like Allegri. I, I just I just have to say, look. Just I'm not Allegri's biggest fan, and because it's not nothing to do with because I'm a Roma fan. Allegri will rely on 
the big star players, he'll rely on a big transfer budget. Mate, he had a team there at Juventus this season that should have won the Champions League or should have at least been in the final right now. And he changes way too much for my likings. And, and I've seen, seen Juventus quite a bit this season and I've followed Allegri throughout a number of years with Juventus as well. But he changes so much. So, you know, and I'm not saying Emery doesn't, but I think you're going backwards with Allegri, um, to be honest. On, on Emery, look, I, like I said, I, I definitely agree with what you said there. Emery, he's, he's the one who we have to ask the question, if we had a better manager in, would we have finished the top four? I, I feel that if we had Wenger with these set of players, we would have finished in the top four. I feel the group of players that we have now was better, much better than last season. And I feel that if Arsene was in charge, we definitely would have got top four. That And and, and that's the thing that I, I know. I think it was the whole hype of a new manager. And that, that actually, obviously, the first two games of the season, they were going to be tough with um, Man City and Chelsea. But then that, that hype, that energy was still there at the start of the season. Mm. But when it came to crunch times, crunch moments throughout the season, that's where he buckled. Uh, Man United away. Uh, again, now, that that could have been... We had chances in that game. Fabian should have scored um, quite a few chances. But that was the time to put our foot on Man United's throat. But we just... We couldn't, we couldn't take that opportunity. Went to Anfield. Again, now, everybody was on the had that notion of okay Emery we they do video reports they they do the scouting they, they look at the, they vastly look at the opposition mm. um and they try to tailor the game to the opposition that that performance was gutless Liverpool away uh, and you know what when we played Tottenham away that, that was uh, for me there that was our best away performance at at one of the uh, top six clubs and obviously we were we were unlucky um, again we had players that, that actually came up big with, with Leno uh, Ramsey as well and who I think we, we truly missed but then again now for this final Baku I feel that he looked too much into the opposition and that that's, this is what I, I, was, I was saying to quite a few of my friends that a difference with Emery and Wenger not that Arsene was, was great and everything but he would always go and and we would play our game. He he never ever tailored Arsenal's game to to the opposition. Maybe a few times, uh, like that Man City win away uh, that we had, where I think two two no win um, that that we had there. I think that was the only time we tailored our 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 game to to an opposition. But other than that, we've always played our game and we've always played to our strengths. This final now, I feel. The, the role he gave to 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 Ozil, obviously Ramsey did that when we beat Chelsea at home, where he sat on Jorginho and was more effective. That wasn't Ozil's game, and I think we with, with this game we we had to come up big. Yeah, we played good for the first twenty minutes, but we other than that, we everyone saw Chelsea growing up into the, growing into the game, and from the second half, it it was gone. Yeah, like, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree, and and that's what happened. Is is we came in and and you know we, uh, mate, that's exactly you nailed it on the head. We they grown into the game. We we slacked off. I I don't even know if it was. I think a few players. It was down to fitness as well. Klozenac, he, he was well, he was pretty woeful. Um, Abemiang, yes. Lacazette, they didn't even do a lot. You know, I, I don't want to take no. anything away from them too because they've been great all season, but just so sluggish, like. I, I don't know what was going on there. I don't know what the training regime was. I, that was just the whole team for me. Just felt sluggish in that final. Yep, one hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. Okay, mate. I better keep rolling and roll through these callers. Um, we definitely will try and get some some of you boys back on next season. So once again, thank you, Addy, for the support, mate. Thank you very much. Good stuff. Okay, uh, Vish, how are you, buddy? And Vish, she's is he with us. How are you, buddy? You with Hello. me, Vish? How are you, mate? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, mate. You're live. We are recording, so um, 
you obviously uh, heard Addy's Addy's okay. conversation there, mate, and um, it, you know it's it's a lot of frustration at the moment through Arsenal fans. Your thoughts on the season, and uh, obviously you can uh, discuss about the final. Uh, we we shouldn't go too much in the final because that is a nightmare. I don't want to relive. But all I want to say is that the cancer within Arsenal is still prevalent. We got rid of Wenger. We thought things would change. No. We still finish outside the top four. And our defence is not, not none any better than it used to be. We've got rid of Gazidis. And the way the club is run is exactly the same. There is no the repercussions if people fail. It, it doesn't happen with the team. It doesn't happen with Vina and Raul. Dan Krunker is the cancer in this team and which needs to change. If he doesn't invest 150 million and say, you know what, you need a new defense, he has the money for it, this club is going to sink further right now. We've got Newcastle with a new manager, a new owner, who is definitely going to project them into the top four with the money that's going to be pumped into them. And if Arsenal don't be careful, we're going to, we're going to be lagging behind. We can end up becoming like Newcastle very soon. Has that been confirmed? It's almost done, isn't it? Yes, he's almost agreed. I think yeah. they're just waiting for a few weeks before they they announce it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a worry, mate. And these teams, like even we could even discuss Wolfhampton, like that. They're a team who has money and and look, they they were very good this season. What they finished seventh, didn't they? They finished above Everton. Yes, but yeah. you look at all those teams, Tess. Whenever whenever they go down, they pick themselves up. Look at the great Manchester United teams, or even Man City. They go, to, they go a goal down, their shoulders don't slump. Mm. They find and invent ways to, to, to progress. But Arsenal, if there is no repercussion, we win, we lose, we draw, we are exactly the same. There's, you look at the players in the, in the final. None of them were slumped on the floor crying. None of them were, were shown that they, any emotion that, you know what, this meant something like it did to the Arsenal fans. For us, it was like a knife in the heart. For them, you know what, stop it. We lost the final, we go on. That's the mentality that needs to change in this company. In, yeah, this, no, in this club. And we definitely need to win some away games. So, uh, you know, and Tony talks about you could actually lose all the away, all the uh, games to the big, you know, four, five or six teams or five teams above us. And um, yeah, as, as long as you beat the ones before you. Yeah, you've got to beat the ones below you and, and that'll almost yeah. get you in the top four position. So, Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a very well, interesting. You look at it, Chelsea had a horrible season yet. When it came to the final... And he came to the crunch time at the end of the season. Those guys pulled up their socks, they rolled down their sleeves, and they said, you know what, we're going to do this for the club. Mm. We don't have that mentality in Arsenal. We, nah, we had four exactly. games to, to secure Champions League, and we just capitulated. Uh, do, do you think it towards the end of the season, and I'm talking games like that, that mattered, everybody seemed to crumble around us. You know, Man United fell out of the, out of the, out of the race, um, you know, on their own, their own luck. Chelsea were pretty much creating their own luck, but, and that was only down to us fucking up a lot of away games as well. Do you think that, uh, you know, like, should we... These away games, we, we need to... I don't know what the problem is there. Like, And that's my biggest... My biggest thing is I'm more disappointed in that than the final, that we didn't create our own luck. Remember a few years when it was Leicester City when they won the league and, and we were a bit bit the same as well. We, we You know, Tony talks about it a few times. It was probably a season that... We had every chance to win the win the win the Premier League that season, and we didn't. And we haven't capitalised this season on these away games, and it's cost us big time. Well, it boils down to having those leaders in the dressing room that steer the people and keep them on the right path. You've got Vincent Company in Man City, who, at crucial times in the versus in points in games or in the season, he pops up with versus world class performances to to win them games. You've got you've got Milner and Henderson who aren't that good, but they put in the shift for their, for, and they set an example for their team, and that is why they progress and they, they, they're so good. But Arsenal, look at us, we've got Ozil. I mean, you compare Ozil to Hazard in, in our in Baku. He was pathetic. We all look to him to, to provide and versus create, but the man was anonymous. Yes, he, he did, uh, he tracked back, he versus, he, he versus, he, he, he marked out Jorginho, but that's about it. If you look at the performance of Hazard, that, that was a world-class performance right there. 
and, and we Hazard's, don't have anybody in our team. Absolutely, and Hazard's going next season, and look, he put in 110%. So it's. Uh, and remember, he's already won Champions League. He's won two Premier Leagues, and he's won the Europa League twice now with Chelsea. There was no reason for him to put in that shift. But he said, you know I love this club. I'm going to set an example for the, uh, the future players, so let me show them how it's done. Mm. We don't have that at Arsenal. No, we don't. We don't. And that's that's our biggest problem, isn't it? We haven't got one of them true leaders, like you know. And we talk about Tony Adams in the day; he was a true leader. Yeah. And I, I really think we need a. We definitely need one of these leaders to stand up. And I got the got the impression, and look, I absolutely no knowledge of what goes on in the dressing room, but from an outside looking in, you know, I always got that impression when Sanchez was there, Ramsey. Um, you know, them dying days of Sanchez wouldn't. We felt that he wasn't really trying, but I felt Ramsey was the bloke who was almost that leader. That just seemed to be a bit of well, correct, controversial yes. between them all the time, you know. Ramsey was a leader because he inspired them by his performances, and even even Sanchez to a degree, he he antagonised a lot of players, but his performances urged the rest of them to pick their game up and to try and be on his level. Right now, look, look at the players we've got. Besides Oba and Lacazette, there's nobody else. And if those two aren't firing, this team crumbles. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. Look, Vish, thank you, mate, for your for your support this season. And, um, mate, I hope you continue in supporting us next season as well. Uh, well, if, if Spurs win the Champions League, then I'm going to watch uh, tennis from now on. <laughs> as long as you're tuning into the clock end talk, mate, we're happy. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Enjoy, cheers. Thanks for a great show. Good stuff, buddy. Cheers, mate. Uh, Sandeep, how are you, champ? Hi, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. And you're you're from my country, mate. How good's that? I I know. Fantastic. The best place on earth. (laughs) It absolutely is. They're all shitting themselves, worried about coming down under, but I keep telling them there's nothing to be falling off. (laughs) Okay, mate. Your thoughts. Give us your thoughts on the season. Well, you know, Going into the season, knowing that we were going through so many changes, my only expectation was that, A, that we'll not get bent over and get beaten by teams like Liverpool, smashed by Chelsea, you know, getting embarrassed. So basically being proud, being proud of being an Arsenal fan and not getting, you know, being a joke of a club that we have been in a couple of years where we've just been absolutely smashed. And, you know, that was one thing. The second thing, all I wanted was defensive stability. So whether we finished out of top four wasn't, you know, one of the things I was concerned about. I wasn't too overly concerned about whether we won the Europa League or not. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the reason I'm so disappointed is uh, with the whole thing is that you know Emery didn't deliver on any of that, so he hasn't delivered on getting us to be more defensively stable, being more competitive, and you know saving us from all this embarrassment. So it it, it has been absolutely frustrating, and you know um, based on the questions or comments we have done with the clock and talk, I have said on the podcast that you know I've been Emery out since the Liverpool game because I don't see this guy taking us. Forward. I can't see him taking this club anywhere we need to be going. If anything, we're going to be going backwards come next season. So it, it has been very much an emotional uh, roller coaster for me. And, and there would be other fans as well, you know, but it's really disappointing for someone like Emery to come out after the finals and say that he was proud. I mean, I'm not sure what he's proud of because that performance wasn't anything to be proud of as an Arsenal fan. And, you know, the people who don't even watch football uh, have come out and, you know, talked so much about this game and said how pathetic it was. Players falling all over, uh, especially I think it was on the third goal. And you just, just wonder what went wrong. And I, and I just feel like we definitely need a change top down. I don't I don't see Stan leaving, so... Uh, you know, we, we have to look at the manager because he's got so many things he's got wrong this year. The whole Ramsey situation whereby, yes, they haven't offered him the contract, but he was available to play where he didn't play him. Then he had this whole issue with Ozil, and then he's gone ahead in games at Crystal Palace and he's decided to say, you know what, we'll take this easy because we'll be all right and let's focus on Europa. And it has basically cost us a Champions League spot. 
and you know I fully agree with Eddie because you know what he said about Wenger being in charge this season. Yes, we wanted him out. A lot of us did because we wanted a change. But I, I don't think Emery was the change we wanted. Um, if Wenger was here, I think we would have got top four. And with Emery, I just don't see where things are going. And I'm, you know, I'm really seriously considering whether after the Spurs and Liverpool game, two teams which I absolutely hate, whether you know I should be tuning in next year to watch this because. I, 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 I don't, don't know be how that, long don't we can that, go Don't be that down on yourself, mate. Don't be that down. <laughs> I know it's frustrating. <laughs> I, I really do. I know it's dark yeah. days. And, and I, I've yeah. often talked about, you know, I'm a Newcastle Knights fan in the NRL. And those yeah. who, who don't know much about Newcastle Knights, we've had some very dark days. Yeah. Um, and just to give you a quick quick rundown, look, we had a, a billionaire or millionaire, whatever you want to call him, owner come in. He got the best coach in, Wayne Bennett, and, and they bought a shitload of players. And look, we we competed that year, and then we, we fell in an absolute, absolute heap um, for the last three years. And it's a little bit like Arsenal, you know. I, I look at Arsenal now, and, and Wenger, he, he was just one of their managers who could who could steady the ship. And, mate, it's so, I, I have no idea how he managed so for so many years in, let's face it, not... Not a team full of superstars um, since the days of the Invincibles and whatnot, but he still managed to compete and he still managed to make us competitive uh, for a top four. And, and I see everybody's frustration with Emery. I, I really do. And, and, you know, we were sold on the... He was this big video analysis and, and you know, he, he does this and, and he improves players. And I haven't seen much of that this year. I think I've seen a little bit of improvement from... Uh, from probably Granite. Uh, can I say much about Guendouzi? No, because I didn't know Guendouzi last season. So is it an improvement on on? We don't know. Uh, what my biggest thing was, was I don't think we were we were ready for that match. I, I don't know what he what happened. I, I, I'm still to this, you know, a couple of days later and I'm thinking what the fuck happened and what, what was the plan? I, I still don't know what the plan was we didn't even look like scoring a goal we didn't look like getting a goal i just i'm just gobsmacked on that game yeah i mean like we went for this different sort of preparation where we're going to take a bit of a break we're going to do a bit of training we'll play two matches and get into this but you know going into the final uh sorry who a lot of Chelsea fans, I think, were criticising. He's had a great season. He's finished third. He's got them a Europa. He came second in the final in the Carabao Cup. And the thing is, you know, Chelsea were fans were criticising, saying Sarri's not good enough tactically. But I mean, in that particular game, I don't know why our players were not supercharged for it. But you know, Sarri just attacked our two weak links, which was uh, Maitland Niles. And to be fair on him, his he doesn't play right back. And uh, Kolesinac, who was playing more like a left wing. So, I mean, those are the areas Chelsea targeted and it worked well. So Chelsea players seemed more up for it. Our players weren't. And you know what? I don't know. It's it's We've asked this question why it happens in away games. And this was just like another away game whereby we just, after the first goal, everything just went sideways I, I, yeah so right, it's just right. one of those things I don't even want to think about because it's one of those games <laughs> I want to get out of my memory but my you know it's just one of those things couple of weeks and we'll be looking forward to the next uh, season with positivity and hopefully no hopefully things change hopefully uh, we do get some good signings but yeah it, it will be interesting to see what sort of summer we have in the transfer window I haven't gone through the stats for the season, you know, for for the last ten yeah. years or whatnot. But I, I'm two, two, maybe three games stick to memory for me as probably our worst performances. Uh, I think there was a Man mm-hmm. United they beat us. Was it eight two or something? Eight two. Yeah, um, there right. was a, a two Bayern Munich games in the Champions League that they absolutely <laughs> smashed us. Yeah. Um, and this one, this performance in a final, it, it probably. Out does both of them games for me. Yeah, and I remember one other one when we were actually at the top of the league and Liverpool were, I think, second. And we were just in coming into this run of games, I think it was February, March, April. 
And then suddenly we got hammered at Anfield. It was probably 5-1. And then very much, I think, the week after, we went to Chelsea. Uh, and it was Mourinho's first season back at Chelsea. And, uh, yeah, we got thumped 6-0 in, in that one. I don't know if you remember yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, I think, yeah. But I was like, yep. oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, <laughs> and this year we've got the fi- we've got hiding from Liverpool 5-1 again, I think it was. And, uh, yeah, again, with Chelsea. So, hopefully things change there defensively. I just hope we can tighten the ship and just be competitive, you know. I'm, I'm not expecting miracles, but I just mm. don't want this... Uh, Constant embarrassments. Yeah. So I can I can actually handle a couple of them big losses like that. You know I don't mind losing. Look, obviously they're the big games and they're the important games. And if you're hanging yeah. around groups and banter and whatnot comes yeah. into play, yeah. I can almost right. I can almost handle getting beat a three nil or a four nil or five nil or whatever in a in a week. You know in a week to week Premier League match. But when we're thereabouts in the top four and we're losing to Crystal Palace and and these other teams that we we should have made our own luck, it just that hurts more for me. It just absolutely. And and you know what? On the on 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 your best day, you could still lose three 0 to a Man City or Liverpool because they're just so good at the moment, and the the, the gulf of class is there. But what I expect if we do lose three 0 is we've fought, we've fought really hard, we've tried. Things haven't gone our way. Maybe they've got a lucky decision. Something went for them, went against us. But, you know, we really tried. We put in that effort. And to be honest, I don't know who's that person that's going to come in, you know, whether it it will be Emery this coming season or someone after him that could actually motivate these players. But at the moment, there's a lot of them that needs to go. And I'm a Mazarozo fan, and I think he needs to go. But again, the question is, how do we get rid of him? You know, no, no, how do we get rid of wages. Of I just can't yeah. see anyone, everyone yeah. taking him. I had this discussion throughout the week with a few people, and I, I really can't see anybody paying his wages. Like, I just, I can't see that. I'm actually going to talk to Tony about it later because I'm interested to see if we, if we accept the transfer bid. Whether, whether he's almost feels that he he's he's forced to accept the less pay cut, um, I, I'm just interested well, in that yeah. side of it, you know. Well, uh, there's a couple of people who have said that Arsenal may look at subsidising his wages. So, as in, you know, a club might be paying two hundred of the three fifty, and Arsenal might still be required to pay. I don't know how that works, but I was reading the news articles regarding that. So it could be something that could be form part of the option for one or two years of it. And you know, if that means moving off a hundred, you know, paying hundred fifty and saving another two hundred to bring in two players or you know a very decent player, then yeah, be it. But I think Ozil's time is probably up because I think we need more players. Have got a fight like Torreira, who's you know who, who who physically may not be suited for the Premier League, but you can see he has got the fight. Someone like Lacazette, who's passionate and has got a fight. So we need more and more players like this, and more homegrown English players. I think to rebuild that base. I just feel like that's where we need to go, and I don't mind this season um, that we promote more of the youth and under twenty three players and give them a fair go because you know. Some of them might surprise us, and uh, because I just don't see us going into the market and finding seven or eight decent players for this season. So it might be something to look at our investment within our youth. And well, this and, this and transfer, looking, this yeah. next this summer transfer window for me is going to actually see at what club we're going to become in the future. Are we going to be a, a, a Dortmund where we, we grab these younger players and, and build them up and then sell them on, like, you know, Roma's starting to do similar? Um, or are we going to try and go out and compete with the likes of Chelsea, Man United uh, and Man City? I, know, I don't really care which way we go as long as yeah. we're thereabouts come into the season. So, you know, like yeah. Ajax, this, you know, yeah. Ajax they, they, you know, Ajax, they... Brilliant, like what they're doing over there. Brilliant model, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the, keep keeping in mind, Ajax have got a director of football. We don't even have that, so mm. and uh, so that will be interesting to see. But I'm really worried about a, a transaction. What's happening in Newcastle at the moment? Um, you know, three hundred fifty million dollars. The club has been sold. 
they're just going through the paperwork at the moment. Everton have got good financial backing. Watford's been play, playing okay. Wolves are there. West Ham could be another club that could be pushing up, and it, it's starting to really well, worry us. Could Everton, we, Everton, they, you know, they got they got a good owner with rich money, with a lot of money there too. That, so that, that, that's right. So yeah. and that's the thing. It just worries you how far are we going to drop before Kroenke realizes this because. Uh, it, it, it is going to hurt Arsenal and the self-sustainable model that Arsenal is so proudly talking about. It's not working. No, I agree. Look, I, I don't agree. see it. Yeah. We've, we've, got to, we've got to look at that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mate, thank you. Thank you for your support throughout the season as well, Sandeep. And um, thank you for That's your okay. And thank, and thank you for doing all the podcasts because after we have a terrible, terrible time watching one of those games, uh, the only thing looking forward to is the actual podcast itself just to humor us and you know let's get it going but so you guys are doing a great job and keep doing that love uh, listening to you guys awesome mate awesome thank you once again all right okay cheers buddy thanks, bye. thanks. okay so our next live caller um is oliver how are you buddy hi hello yeah how are you going uh mate so basically uh you know you didn't speak to the other guys because I've done this in two split segment, segments for those who are thinking, fuck me. Um, <laughs> but just to explain what we actually did before is I just got everybody's opinion on what, you know, what was Arsenal season like for you. Um, obviously, you know, the final was very heartbreaking. So, so what was, you know, did Arsenal exceed your expectations or you're a bit down on the season? Well, I think it's, it's kind of a, a bit of a mixed bag, I think you can kind of say it. First of all, I just want to quickly say, um, rest in peace to Reyes. Really sad news, obviously. Yeah. Um, and club legend, so just got to put that out there. But going back to the question, uh, I think it's a bit of a mixed bag. It's just been a really up and down season. Um, because I think probably for the first half of the season, um, and even going in towards the start of April, we was in a good position and... There were some positives to take. There was still a lot of work to be done. Um, I think all season defensively, we've needed work done. Um, we need we need some new players to come in during the summer. It's going to be a lot harder, obviously, after the final. Um, but I think it's really the real negative is the last five six weeks, mm-hmm. um, because until then, I was I was pretty positive about the season, um, and it's just the fact that. In these last five six weeks, we've just showed absolutely no fight. In the first half of the season, like Emery seemed to bring a bit of passion into the players, and a bit of fight, and there was just that bit of grit. It was really hard to beat. Like even when we wasn't playing well, we would still be able to grind out results in the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, that kind of just disappeared during the second half of the season. I don't know what it was, but that belief within the team just kind of went. Um, uh, yeah, I know, and then and you know, like uh, we spoke about it before, like losing, you know, all these away games, and for for me that that hurt the most is is coming up against Crystal Palace and getting beaten. You know, we've talked lots about how Man United, you know, fell over at the end of the line. Chelsea, type of made, you know, created their own luck on the back of us being so bloody poor. So yeah, uh, no, I think that that Crystal Palace was so decisive, and. Yeah. I think I don't know why we didn't go for we didn't go full strength. I just don't understand. I, I just can't understand it. Like fair enough that it did work out in the semi final. We played well against Valencia in both legs, um, but it's just ridiculous when you have two avenues into the Champions League. These are professional footballers as well. It's not like that. Then they can't do it. They can do it. And if they want it that bad, they would have played that game and put in the performance. Mm. So. And I, I just don't understand the team selection for Crystal Palace. I think that's probably the key the key turning point. I don't know whether that caused players' heads to drop in turn because they thought what maybe the players were looking back and thinking, what if we had got a result? What if I had played in that game? And then that kind of dropped our heads. But yeah, I really I, I don't I don't know because overall I think I'm I'm quite a fan of Anayemri. I think he's he did all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people at the start of the season, I think, were saying, yeah, this is kind of his free season. We've just come out of 22 years of Arsene Wenger. So it's not going to happen in one season. Look at Liverpool. It took three, four seasons. So I think what is key, I think, this summer and 
moving forward into next season is where he should really be judged. I know he was in a great position and we threw it away. That's our fault. And he, he can take stick for that because I think that's partially his fault for the team selection against Crystal Palace. Um, I don't know what all this was about. Everyone's saying, yeah, we're motivated for the final. Players are ready. We was there on Sunday in Baku. And what, what preparation did we do? I don't know, you know, that's right, and we discussed that. I don't even know what he did for that preparation of that game. We were sluggish in the final. Look, and that was so disappointing, losing a final, and, and I was so pissed oh, off. It was, it, was, it was one of the toughest games I think I've watched as an Arsenal fan. It was just the way, if we'd lost 4-1, but we had gone out there and left everything on the pitch, then for, like even losing 4-1, then you would have said, there's nothing more we could have done. Mm. But... When you think about it, this isn't the. When you consider the Chelsea under Conte was that we beat in the FA Cup final, I'd say that that is better than the current Chelsea team. They just come yeah. off winning the league um, in the FA Cup final, and I think Chelsea, obviously, they've won a lot over the last five, ten, ten years, especially, um, and I think the Chelsea team today are as not as good as five, ten years ago, and. I think this was probably our best opportunity to beat a Chelsea team in the European final. And there was so much on the line for us. And I don't know what all the players want to play Champions League football. It was like they didn't want to play it. Um, and I think you can also say that another problem was with the final was it's just ridiculous how it was in Baku. I think there's so many problems with that. It was played like our pre-season game against Chelsea. It was that sort of intensity it was so lacklustre and there was no intensity to the game. Apart from the first 35 minutes, I thought we was pretty good, hit the bar. I think we should have had a penalty. Um, and even speaking to Chelsea fans and listening to pundits, everyone agrees that it should have been a penalty for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's like you, we say this every single season as Arsenal fans. We always say, what if we had got this decision? What if this had happened? But... We shouldn't always have to rely on the what-ifs. We should be able to say we can still do it even if these what-ifs don't happen. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. It's just the, the same problem every single season. So I think, I think this summer is really key for our club. I think this could really decide where the course goes for the next few years. If we invest smart, invest in young talent as well with a bit of experience, ship out the deadwood, free up the wage bill, get a bit of money, I know we lost out on a lot of money because we lost Champions League football and a lot of players saying and people were saying we can't get these players because they want Champions League. But we've still got signed some class players without being in the Champions League. We've signed Lacazette. We've signed Aubameyang, Socrates, Leno. Mm. Oh, we yeah, still have that power because we are a huge... And I think a lot of people are... I think the problem is the money. So I think Arsenal need to be really smart and I think this is where we see if, um, like our um, Sanelli, I can't pronounce his name, and our technical directors and the people that we've appointed in the last few years to come, come in and run the club. I think this is where we really see whether they make or break it, I think. Yeah. I think this summer is probably the, one of the most key summers because we need something to happen. We need, I think we need a statement signing. I think we need something to revitalise the fans. But at the same time, I think um, investing in good talent is also the way to go. I think that's what we have to do now. We have to look at the models of, say, Ajax and see what they've done. Well, well as I said before, and I think I was talking to Sandeep about it earlier, for me, this summer's going to really tell us what our future is going to be. Like... Are we are we going for these younger players like an you know Ajax and we're going to try and build them up and sell them on, or are we going to try and compete with the likes of Man- Manchester City, uh, Chelsea and whatnot? Because, mate, I I, I couldn't tell you. I, I cannot tell you on the back of a Dennis Suarez signing, who came out on loan and then disappeared back. Um, uh, you know, you're looking at Guendouzi last summer. You've got Socrates. Uh, it's it's a real mixed bag. It's you know, it's a couple of old blood. There's some new 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 youth coming in like Gwendozi. Nobody knew who Gwendozi was last summer, 
So I don't know what what this Arsenal regime is yet. <laughs> and I think this summer yeah. will really tell us all a bit more about it. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that, to be honest. I, I really agree with that because, like you said, it's it's a real mixed bag. But I think this summer might be almost the same because I think that maybe the way forward is youth. But at the same time, we still need one or two players to be able to try and compete because otherwise we're just going to slip further and further down. Because it's like saying, I know Ajax have been incredible with their youth, but especially in the Premier League, we can't. And you know how our toxic our fan base can get. Like, Maitland-Niles, I think, has been brilliant this season for what he's been asked to do. I know that he had an awful second half mm. um, against Chelsea. But I think some of the criticism that he got was a bit unfair because every single player, bar one or two, um, was awful on the day. And I think Maitland-Niles, what, he's only, what, 21? Uh, and he's, like, he's yeah, playing... Yeah. yeah, 21, 22. He's playing out of position, he wants to be a central midfielder. And for the most part of this season, he's put in very consistent performances. And Bellerin at the start of this season, before he got injured, was back to his best, I think. He was brilliant. Well, that's and right. At the start think, of the season, more hammered by a few injuries, you know. Holding was another yeah. one. And and as I said, I, th- I think, you know, it'll be Bellerin, Holding. You've got Socrates, uh, what I suppose even Klozanac, Monreal, they'll, they'll topify at the left back. I, I don't know if we're going to see a Mustafi feature as much as we did this season, and I don't know if he was meant to feature as much. Um, and I still don't know what they're going to do with Mafropanus because he, you know, he didn't go on loan, which we all type of said he probably should have went on loan, but we hung on to him for the season. He, he played a couple of games, got injured, and, and he, he had a rough season with injuries. So uh, we, I don't know what the plans are. For, for a Mustafi and, and you know, for our defence in the back line. A lot of people say we need to strengthen the back, which I agree. I agree totally. But was Mustafi meant to be there all season? Yeah, yeah, I, I do agree with that. And it's even more confusing considering we've got both Chambers, who came from Fulham, who was their player of the season, and then uh, Christian Bielik, who's come back from Charlton. And he played for them in pretty much the whole season and he was man of the match in the playoff final for their man of the match in one of the legs of the playoff semi-final. And I watched them games and he looked very, very good. He was kind of, he reminded me a bit of Holden. Mm. Very composed on the ball, very commanding. And this this is what, this is what's going to really, con- it's really tough because we've got a lot of these centre-back options now coming back into the team. So if we're going to sign some centre-backs, surely a few of them are going to be offloaded. And I think, to start, Mustafi, definitely, I think he has to go, unfortunately. I agree, I agree. Um, yeah. He should have went last but summer. I, I, yeah, I think he should have gone last summer. And I think Valencia got an absolute storming fee for £35 million back in 20, 2016. And even if we recoup half of that, as long as he just gets gone, then that's fine by me. But I think uh, there's there's a lot of good young talent that have also got a bit of experience so uh like um that that's saliba from saint etienne um uh 18 years old looks very promising um and then you've also got that hermoso from um i think it's espanol um who plays in la liga he's pretty good um i've heard good things i haven't obviously i'm not gonna say oh yeah they're brilliant because i don't watch la liga and Ligue 1. Um, I'm sitting here listening to your names rattle off. And, yeah, I can't really comment because I haven't seen much of them. So I'm but just From, from people that I've spoken to that watch these leagues, they've said they are very good talents. But I, I think it's one of them things that I'm not going to say I know. But if, he, if it turns out that and the Arsenal scouts believe, yeah, they can be top quality players. Because look at Holden. He signed for £2 million from Bolton Wanderers. And he's been one of our best defenders since he signed. So um, he's been good. He's been good. Can't deny that. No. Um, and then I think another player that we might that would be a smart investment because um, we've lost um, Ramsey. So it's going to be really hard to get a box to box midfielder. Um, someone like Van der Beek from Ajax. Um, yeah. And a lot of people are saying, yeah, he wouldn't come to Arsenal, but he's. I think he. I think most people would come to Arsenal, especially from a team like Ajax, where they all admire. Burkamp and Van der Beek has worked with Burkamp before. 
Yeah, so maybe. I like him. I like him a lot, and everybody would be mad to say that they don't like him, but I just don't know what... What's our budget? What's the you know what's the fees and things that they're asking? Yeah, for as and well. this is this is the thing. Um, I I don't know whether we're just playing a ploy of forty five million so we can negotiate and have a bit of a strengthened position in the transfer market. Is that true? Don't know. Um, That's yeah. So I I think it's just going to be an interesting summer, but I think it's one of them. I'm not holding my breath, but if something happens, then I'll be pleased because oh, absolutely, I'll be I'll be jumping in joy, mate, because I he, he's but, a brilliant player. I think just one of these, it's going to be one of them summers where we can't rate it until the end of the summer because I don't know when we're going to get deals done. We don't know how much money we've got. I think a lot of Arsenal fans are in the dark and that's why it's so tough to point out targets and say, I think we should bring this player in. We should offload this player because we just don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, But... No, I all... think it'll be a, an interesting summer, I think, and I'm, I'm hoping that we take it in the right direction and that the, the people at the top make the right decision. I hope we don't just sign players for the sake of signing players. Um, but I think, looking forward, I think I'd rather... I think I'd go personally with the Ajax approach. I'd rather take maybe a hit for one or two years, invest in youth, um, and then let them, let them play. Because like when uh, when like Willock and Awobi came on... Who are, both academy product, they came on and they actually showed a bit of fight. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 the thing because we're going to lose eventually if we don't play these young talents. We're going to lose them. The likes of Jaden Sancho, who's gone to Borussia Dortmund and been excellent. You've seen Reese Nelson; he was very good for Hoffenheim when he went and um, when he was playing. Um, so I think we need to make sure that we incorporate these youngsters because I would rather watch an Arsenal team full of young players that show a bit of heart and passion and suffer for a few years while they're still developed, then, but I think at the same time, it's quite a difficult situation because I think our fan base turns very toxic very quickly. No, I agree. I agree with everything you said there, mate. Okay, listen, thanks for um, your support throughout the year and um, everything that you've done because you've also done some stuff on the Clock End Talk blog as well. You've handled our Twitter account at times through match trades and stuff. Um, so I appreciate everything you do, mate, and appreciate all your support. No, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure. Same, same to you. Thanks for the, the great podcast. No worries, mate. Thank you, and we'll speak. Hopefully, speak to you again next season sometime. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.